Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. It's true, everybody. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet featuring articles on writing, on the writing life. It's got my my blog. I do a little essay three times a week for uh, Author Magazine. Check it out there. We also have great uh, interviews, video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You know, so for instance, last month I interviewed uh, Sheila Bender, memoirist, poet, great writing teacher. That was last month. This month, Gail Carriger, steampunk romance, humorous steampunk romance. You see, we don't limit ourselves, and it's a great conversation I have with Gail, by the way. So check it out at authormagazine.org. And we're funded by the fabulous Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from publications since 1955. So the PNWA does, okay, so listen, PNWA does a conference every year. Uh, I, I, we're pretty sure that it, it's in September. So people, and by the way, I think people, quite a few people have already signed up for this year. It's, I, I'm surprised it's still early because it's not until September. People are signing up already for it. Uh, it looks like Greg Bear is going to be one of our keynote speakers. Donald Moss will be there doing one of his, uh, one of his workshops. Uh, Vogler is going to be there. Chris Vogler, is that his name? Chris, Chris Vogler. I think he's coming back. We also, I can't, Nessie, I can't, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but we got a big, big name. Oh, I hope we get her. I would be so cool, but I don't know. It all depends. we got an inside track on this particular writer. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is yet in case we don't get her. I don't want to disappoint people, but if, as soon as I learn, I'll let you all know. It's the Pacific Northwest Writers Conference, uh, but we also teach classes. And so, all right, listen, if you're in the Northwest, if you're a Northwesterner, and you're or in Seattle area, the Puget Sound area, where the PNWA is housed. I'm going to be doing, so I did a fearless writing workshop at the PNWA uh, the, about a week ago, week ago or so. And it went great. And it was fearless writing. And it went so well that we decided we're going to do one a month starting in March. One every month. March, April, and May. See how it goes. If everybody keeps coming, we'll keep doing them. Uh, as soon as I got the dates confirmed, I'll put them up on my much-neglected events tab on my website. I'm going to get that all up to date. But, again, and I'll be sending out emails for people who are on my email list, but a fearless writing workshop once a week. So if you can't make March, you can make May. If you can't, or you can't make March, you can make April. Come to them all if you want. doesn't matter. Anyway, it'll all be at pnwa.org. All right, enough about me. Oh, actually, one more thing about me. Ah, it was great. I was down in San Diego at the San Diego Writers Conference, great conference, did a little keynote down there, taught a class on memoir and personal essay, met a lot of cool people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to have, I hope, the director of that, Erin Quinn, on our show here in about a month or so. She was so awesome. So thanks to everybody down there. And, uh, and if I saw you, it was nice to meet you. Okay, now enough about me. Let's talk about today's guest, Carrie Flanagan, who is a sort of a a sister over of mine from the Writer's Digest community. Uh, Carrie did a lot of stuff before she became a part of that. She's an author. She's a writing consultant. She's an accomplished freelance writer with over 18 years experience. Holy smokes. And is the founder of Hot Chocolate Press. Her works appeared in publications such as Writer's Digest, Alaska Magazine, 
the writer, and six, count them, six, Chicken Soup for the Souls book. And her article, it's pretty cool, How to Find Success in the Magazine World, has been featured in the writer's market for the past six years. Pretty cool. She is also the author of eight books, all published under her label, the Hot Chocolate Press, the aforementioned Hot Chocolate Press. Uh, In addition to her own writing, though, she is passionate about helping other writers, and I know this firsthand. She was the founder and former director of Northern Colorado Writers and now does individual consulting with writers. Aha! Sounds tempting, doesn't it? Her background in teaching and enjoyment of helping writers has led her to teach all over the country at conferences, including the Writers' Digest Conference, where I got to meet her face-to-face for the first time, and now I got her on the show. Carrie, welcome to Author to Author. Hello. Well, thanks for having me, Bill. Oh, I'm so excited to be here to chat. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. Uh, so, all right, Carrie, there's a lot of things a person could do, a lot of things a grown person can do in the world to make their mm-hmm. way in the world, and you, you thought writing is the thing you want to do. Why? What the hell happened? Why did you do what? What led you to that exactly? What led me to become a writer? Yeah. When? I mean, um, let's say this. Well, when did you really light up for you? And you thought this okay. is pretty damn cool. Yeah, it was not one of those people from a very young age through you know through elementary school that knew I wanted to be a writer. I actually wanted to be a teacher. Huh. And well, you are. So that was always my dream, right? And so I actually pursued that and became an elementary school teacher. And it was while I was teaching that I started to get the writing bug. And oh, how'd that happen? It actually, well, it, interesting. Uh, it was early on in my teaching career that I was, uh, I, w- I had a class of second graders, and my job was to teach them how to use commas in a list. And okay. I was trying to figure out how I could make that fun for eight-year-olds. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, they really don't care. <laughs> yeah, they right. don't care. So I went home and I wrote a book. I wrote a story. I'm like, all right, maybe if I did it in story, they would pay attention. So right. I wrote Cornelius, comma, saves the day. And <laughs> the, it was a picture book, and I made my own little just basic right. illustrations. It was nothing spectacular. Right. But the story... It showed what happens if you don't use commas. Things get a little muddled. And when you put yeah. in commas, things get more clear. And oh. it was then that I like, ooh. And the kids loved it, and it worked. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe other teachers would like this. So right. I tried going the traditional route. I learned all I could. And this was, geez, this was in the late 90s. So a long time right, ago. So, right. Like 20-plus years ago. And tried to go traditional kept getting no's and no thank yous it's not for us i swear right. I hit every educational market there's not a lot of them no but i'm no. also not one to give up and i don't like being told i can't do something so uh-huh. i ventured out on my own and self-published so i found a professional illustrator and right self-published in a time before print on demand yeah before amazon yeah. and you know, those are the dark was, ages i know, self-publishing. I know and it was I know, and it was definitely frowned upon at that time. But um, we didn't. We did okay. We sold a couple thousand copies, and that's all hand selling and going out to events. Well, but it well, sure. really got me excited. That's, that's the kind of really, book that you. That's the kind of book that actually I, I feel like almost calls out for. It's like, look, I've got this thing. I want to give it. You know, you're not trying to make a million. You just think no. uh, other teachers could use this. Like, how do I get it to mm-hmm. them? You know, so mm-hmm. your motivation. It sounds like was was 
clean. You know, you actually wanted people just to have the material. I'm sure you wanted to make a few bucks, exactly. but I mean, right. but you actually wanted to share the, the story. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so and, cool. And it was through that that I joined a critique group because I heard if you want to make it in writing, you got to join a critique group. And okay. and in there, one of the other writers wrote for magazines, and I loved the idea of the timeline, how short it was. So if I pitch an idea, right. editor likes it, I can see my work in the magazine four to six months later. Right. So I researched everything I could and started learning how to write for magazines. Yeah. And, and you liked everything. And so just, did, oh, did you when, it. you when you started writing for magazines? You know, you kind of have. Mm-hmm. Did you just, you have to have kind of a, usually there's a, you have a, an area of expertise or an area of focus. So what did you, where did you begin? Because you could write about fly fishing or you could write about airline travel. You could write about, t- I mean, there's so much you could write about. So what did you start by focusing on? Uh, at that time, I, you know, I was teaching. Uh, my kids were young. Uh, so I don't even think, well, they were around the young, early elementary ages. So my focus was a lot on kids and parenting and all of that. So the first one I did that got me going um, was an article. Well, well, I researched, like I said, I researched how to do this and decided I was going to pitch to Better Homes and Gardens. Now, my writers group frowned upon that. They're like, you don't just start with Better Homes and Gardens. I'm like, well, but I researched and... I have these craft ideas that are perfect for this section of the magazine. So it's one of the few times I didn't listen to my writer's group. And Uh I did it anyway. And And I got a call two weeks later from the editor. Because at that time you got calls. I know. Well, you didn't get email. I had to send it snail mail anyway. Right. right, Sure. Okay. He said he loved the idea. So I sent it in. And when you're first, uh, you know, when you've, get that first clip of Better Homes and Gardens, I thought, well, yeah. I have it made now. Well, but I never got in. I never published anything again with them. It wasn't because I didn't try. But it right. got me very excited about the whole process. And it showed me that if I do my research up front, I find the right publication, um, that I have a really good chance of getting in other magazines. So right. early on, I did a lot of parenting. I did uh, local travel. So I did a lot of mm-hmm. articles about Colorado. I live in one of the most beautiful states in the country, and right. there's a lot to work with here. Um, and I just kept building on that. All right. So that's inter- okay. So the, you know, the interestingly, the 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 business of being a of a, a freelance writer, which is what you were doing, mm-hmm. uh, is is unique, somewhat unique in that you really, and I think this is what kept me from doing it because. I mean, I sort of technically, I sort of should be should. I don't. I kind of when people ask me to write for them, I do. Like that's exact. That's how ambitious I am with magazine writing. <laughs> uh, but it does happen periodically, but not that often. But what I was going to say is that you have to, unlike novelists say, mm-hmm. you have to pursue the sort of craft of how to write a, a, an essay. Of, like I would assume that's typically like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred words is kind of the average mm-hmm. length you were writing. Right. Okay. Right. So you got to learn the craft of writing that, whether it's a travel piece or a how-to or whatever it is. You have to learn how to write those because you didn't, you hadn't spent your college years in, you know, Correct. composition <laughs> classes, and you're like simultaneously learning the business of it because you kind of have to learn mm-hmm. the business while you're learning how to write. You can't because you, you're diving right into the business side of it. If you write a novel, you can spend three years writing it and then True. start figuring out how to sell it. 
but you were right. It's like happening simultaneously, and that didn't bother you. Oh, I liked it. I liked the challenge yeah. of it. And it's still one of yeah. my favorite parts. I am the exception. I Weird. love researching markets and writing queries. We need to do. do some blood work on you and figure <laughs> out what you're made out of. That's interesting. So you like the querying. Hey, you know what you should do? Because I, I teach do. a class called Fearless Marketing. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's basically, I also call it marketing for authors who hate to market, which is like just about all of them. So it's a big Right. It's a big, and right. I always deal with like you all hate to write queries, don't you? And it's and all the little heads go up and down. You should. Take, mm-hmm. I wonder if you could. Could you teach people who write query letters who hate to write query letters? Do you think? Could you make it friendly yes. for them? You think? You think you could? Yes. Yes. Really? Oh, good. You I should. Do. You should if you don't already, <laughs> because it's 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 a loathed form of communication by many writers. I think. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, because it's so all foreign. Right. It, it does. Oh, it's, it is. But let me ask you this. So if you're pitching, sure. I mean, here's the thing. I actually mm-hmm. edit Author Magazine, so I do get pitched, and it's a very helpful way of learning mm-hmm. about what makes for good pitches and not good pitches. Exactly. But, <laughs> you know, so I, I do know a bit about it. But if you were to recommend, so I write articles for other people, too. What is, when you, what's your first recommendation around writing a pitch for magazine, aside from doing research? You know, aside from fi- making sure you're not pitching a sports thing to a, to a gardening magazine. Right. Well, honestly, that is. But that's huge, and I think a that is a that big part. A of lot it. of it is a lot of it's and it's a step. Writers will some of them will bypass. They're like, oh, I have a um, a magazine or an article about camping with children, so I'll pitch to outside magazines. Well, right. if you read outside magazine, the target is not families in the outdoors. Right. So right. instantly, if you took two minutes to look at the magazine, you'd see that's not right. So right. if you bypass that step, you're going to be you're going to be disappointed. Um, and then the other thing is getting the editor's attention. So you need to have right. a good hook right off the bat, so that they give me a good a, keep reading the query. Give me an example of a oh, good yeah. hook. Because I, I I get hooks sometimes <laughs> in the things head. sent to me, and I hate them. I think, oh, stop trying to get my attention and just tell me what the damn thing's about. But but you've got to get their attention. So where's some of the best ones you've ever written? Did you think that's a good hook? Can you think of one? If you can't, that's no. Off the top of my head, no. I'm okay. All right. Don't worry I about it. Of, sorry, that's put, totally putting me on the spot. And yeah, that's okay. Hook doesn't have to be long. It should be one sentence. Right. I mean, one right. sentence, and that's it. Um, and then you go on and explain, and you do enough research to show the editor you know what you're talking about. Right. But you're not, you know, spending days and days and days doing this because if you don't get the assignment, then you don't want right. to put all that time into it. See, so, anyway. I think psychologically, uh, sometimes the reason people don't do their research is because they secretly believe that there's. Is nobody wants to hear from them. So in other words, they feel like it doesn't matter what I research. You know, I'm so like that nobody wants to hear from me. There isn't a home for them. I'm just going to send it wherever. You know what I mean? I, I do think there is a kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a a feeling of being such an outsider that writers can fall into that they secretly fear there is no home for anything they write. Like, and so they don't even do the research because they feel just confirm what they already secretly believe. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. Not you, of course, but I think yeah. some writers. I think maybe I <laughs> yeah, went through that a little bit. Uh, well, we all have those moments. 
Uh, boy, for some people, those moments last decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for some mm-hmm. people, well, I'm glad it didn't for you. And so you did the chicken. You did six chicken soup for the souls book. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is are those sort of like magazines that you pitch them ideas, or do, how does that do they round you up? No. How does, do you so, have to... so with personal essays, and even with any, with if you're writing a personal essay or submitting it to magazines. You just write a cover letter and submit the whole thing. It's the exception uh, to the rule. It's the one time you don't have to query. I see. So you just, pers- just oh, that's, because with, that's not, with a regular article, with a regular article, if I'm pitching ten best water parks in the U.S. Um, and something happens and I fall off the face of the earth, the editor can finish that. I mean, they can get uh, the information, finish that article. With a personal essay, nobody else can write it except me. Interesting. So, See, I didn't know that, Carrie. And I write oh. personal essays. See, I should know this. That's mostly what I write. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you just have to write a cover letter and explain to the editor why you feel it's a good fit for their magazine, and then include it in the body of the email and. There you go. Now you see. Now see. see do mm-hmm. you see, listeners? You see how even your your host, <laughs> he's learning too. He didn't know this. All right. I'm so glad I have you on the show. It's good for me. I don't know about you, but it's good for me. All right. So talk to me about Hot Chocolate Press. You see, you're such a hard worker. You make me feel. You're just making me feel lazy. You do. You just people <laughs> like you. <laughs> you. I think. How can I do less in my life? Okay. So talk to me about Hot Chocolate Press. When did that start? Okay. When did that start? So just to bring everybody up to speed. So after 10 years of teaching, I resigned from teaching to pursue writing and be available to my kids. Yay. Yay. um, Started in Northern Colorado writers, did that for 10 years. So I really combined that idea of helping and teaching with, sure. uh, By starting that organization. So then hot chocolate press came about because um, I had some books that I wanted to put out there and I knew they were not big five material. I mean, I had a, right. the first book I put out on mine was uh, Planes, Trains, and Chuck and Eddie. And it's just, <laughs> it's a book of essays that celebrate family. So it's right. a fun look at family. And I knew a big, right. a big publisher wasn't interested in that, but I wanted to put it right. out there. And I right. also had author friends who had some great books that were getting lost. And, you know, they were pitching, you know, and they weren't getting any luck. They weren't having any luck, so they would put them aside, and they just sit on their computer. Right. And I don't like to see that. I don't like to yeah. see good books just sitting there. So in addition to publishing my stuff, I started uh, publishing some other authors that I knew and get to help get their work out there. So we, right. for those books, we did more of a traditional deal where I fronted the costs and um, they got a percentage. You know, right. Right. And like a publisher. So it was. It was a small press and put those out there and to see how they would do. Are you doing like um, POD and, and ebooks? Yes. Yes. Right. So that's what yeah. I wanted to do. I wanted to combine that idea of print on demand with a publishing model, so very small publishing model, sure. but I didn't want to have inventory. I already did that with right. Cornelius Comma, and yeah. I still yeah. have boxes. We have lugged boxes <laughs> of books around yeah. for years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't want to do that. So the print-on-demand model works so well. Sure. It really does. Yeah. A lot of people have, are sort of figuring that. No. Yeah. no you're not, you don't want, have, you, um, have you tried getting them into bookstores at all, or are you just sticking with online for now? Um, 
mostly online. Uh, bookstores, that's where the big publishers definitely have an um, advantage to small yeah. press because they, yeah. they can get – they have the distribution in the bookstores. So yeah. you can fight with them you know, or try to go up against that or embrace what works for indies and that's online. That works really yeah. well. Yeah, I was just um, I'm just curious yeah. about how that works, you know, because I know that, you know, it's a new model. The one I know some other people who have done it and are starting to have some success with it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I I suspect there's there's going to be a time when people like yourself are able to find their way into book, you know, the, maybe with your bigger. If you have one that starts doing better, does mm-hmm. particularly well, maybe it could work. It's well. I'm just curious as to when that will begin to the the, the two models will begin to blend a little bit because I bet they will at some point. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, and there is a way. I mean, if you publish through Ingram Spark and not through right. KDP Amazon or do or both. A lot of my yeah. books are in both KDP, which used to be Create Space, and now it's KDP. Right, right. Combined it, um, but Ingram yeah. Spark gives you a better chance of getting your books in the bookstore. Right, right. Because so it's it is Ingram. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and they're how do you like it? How do you like being a boss? Not just a writer, <laughs> but a boss. Oh yeah, I do like that. I, I'll bet. I do like that control <laughs> part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, why not? It's good. It's good. And so, and, and all right, so you start, and when was that again? I'm sorry. When did you start Hot Chocolate Press? Oh, it was 2014. Okay. So, all right. So you're still cooking along. You got a lot of, I was just over there. You got a lot of books out. You've put out. And uh, now if, if someone listening to this, you got to be straight up honest with them. If they've got a book, that feels warm and cozy and it nurtures your soul. <laughs> Cause that's kind of what you're looking for books mm-hmm. that are friendly, nurturing. There's a lot of essays, there's children's books, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. kind of personal essay type things too. And they think they've got a book for you. Can they send it to you? Or is this just, you'll con- you, you're going to find the people you want. What's your, what's your uh, submission if the, policy? Yes. Yeah, I'm not taking submissions at this point. Um, because I'm also moving forward with some other projects, so those are taking my attention right now. Um, I'm working on uh, – so last year I hooked up with a co-author, and we put out a romance, a romantic comedy series. So uh-huh. uh, that was a lot of fun. So that's under a pen name, C.K. Wiles. We're doing that. Uh-huh. And then we have some other books that we're putting out this year. So right now the focus is on getting those out. Right. So those will be – uh, urban fantasy, YA fantasy, so definitely oh, in a different wow. genre. Wow, you're branching out. Uh, <laughs> all right, am. so you and I have a couple things in common. One, we're both a part of the fabulous uh, Facebook group, the Writer's Digest Author Exchange. Uh, Correct. I'm a part of it, you're a part. Anyone can join. Right. But mm-hmm. you have to you have to sort of like say, can I join? But we let everybody join and it's getting bigger and bigger every week. One author right now, it's Hallie Efron's giving people mm-hmm. advice and counsel. I did it. Last, and so you do it. We all do it. So we're both mm-hmm. part of that. But just partly because you're uh, you're like me, you published a book with Writer's Digest. Uh, talk to us about I mean, it sounds pretty straightforward, but maybe there's more to it than the title suggests, which is a guide <laughs> to magazine article writing. Why is this such? Why is this a must-have for lazy bums like myself? Why is it? Why is it a must-have? <laughs> because I wrote it in such a way that it was it was like when I'm teaching one of my classes. So I want it to be conversational, step by step, easy to understand. So I go through 
the whole process. So if you really want to, you know, your listeners really want to write for magazines, they can read the book and know exactly what to do. Um, I right. have query examples in there. I have article examples. Um, I have interviews with other freelance writers and with uh, magazine editors. So I have quotes from a whole bunch of different experts, other experts in the field. Right. But what I'm hearing over and over again is uh, the how conversational it is and easy to understand. Ah, so that nice. by the time they get done reading it, they're like, I can do this. And that's what I want. Right. I want people to be able to read it and then implement that and not have it feel like a big chore. Right. I want and, them to be excited. You wrote it. I'm excited. Yeah. I love magazine writing, so I wanted that to come through in my book. Apparently it did. And you, and you brought all that experience. You had lots and lots of experience mm-hmm. doing that. You see, I wrote a book called Fearless Writing. So what did I bring? Fear. I brought years of experience <laughs> about fear. And you brought years of experience writing about uh, magazine articles. And so it's great. At people, It just breaks it down. Because you know why I'm so glad you, people like yourself know how to write these books? Because something like it can seem so complicated and so mm-hmm. overwhelming. And it's so nice when you can write a book that just – Helps people settle down. It's not that mm-hmm. hard. It's just like your book on commas, right? You just right. <laughs> help them out. <laughs> oh, that's great. And so the response has been good to it so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very nice. good. That's nice. And, uh, and so that's awesome. And so do you – and you're also – you like to you, – you said – it's funny, you know. You said, I, I wanted to be a teacher. But you kind of are still, I think, mm-hmm. in your own way. Yes. And so you work with individuals, people. If we, so if somebody wants to work with you, like mm-hmm. they say, I want, I want someone to, I want to be a freelance writer. I want her to coach me. Mm-hmm. I want her to help me. I want to, and work. Right. What, how do they do that? Like, do you have a website they can go to where they can contact you and learn yes. your rates and all that kind of stuff? Yes, they can go to my website to learn more about me. So that's carryflanagan.com. They can email me and that's oh. Carrie dot. Carrie.flanagan at gmail.com. Um, All right. People can reach out to me. And what I'm looking for with clients that I work with is people who are serious about their writing and want to um, get better, want to find more success. So I'm looking for those who are right. committed right. to their writing. We're already, right. Absolutely. Right. Who have maybe done it a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Rather yeah, not work that with would a be ideal. beginner. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And do you like that? Right. You like working one on one with people? I do. I really do. Um, yeah. And like I said, my favorite clients are those that are really, really committed and dedicated to their writing. Um, and I work yeah. with not just magazine writing. So I work with, uh, I do developmental editing. I'm not a copy editor. I, right. I'm not yeah. good at that at all. But I work with <laughs> authors to help them uh, flesh out their story and create the best book possible. Right. So I have two clients right, right now that I'm working with. That's and awesome. Helping them get their books out there. That's awesome. Well, you know, I work with clients also and I really enjoy it. Uh, I was surprised how much I enjoy it. I sort of fell into it and <laughs> I was surprised how much I love it. So uh, it's been a lot of fun for me. So, Good on you. It's good. It's good. So you so you got your your <laughs> fingers. You got your a lot of fi- irons and many different fires. Yes. That's pretty cool. You wear a lot of different hats. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you working on? Something right now that you're really interested in? Oh, 
Yes. Yeah, so like I said, we have these new, uh, we, with my co-author, we have some new books coming right, out. So new... we're in the process of editing two of them. So I would anticipate we're going to be putting out three to five books this year. Wow. Um, so I'm Whoa. very excited about those. Oh. I know. I know. Wow. Do you ever <laughs> teach like uh, self-publishing? Things. What's your, what's it, yeah, what's it, C.K. Wild? What is C.K.? C.K. Wild is for the romance. Right. And so my co-author's name is Chuck Harrelson, so it's Carrie and Chuck, and then we created right. the last name Wild. And then right. for the fantasy um, and sci-fi books, it will be C.G. Harris. <laughs> so God, trying to maintain okay. all these names <laughs> is kind of fun. Um, but it's fun to get out into the fiction world because, you know, for 20 years I've been – really focused in nonfiction and magazine right. writing. I did right. write a couple children's books besides Cornelius. So I have a couple children's books, but this is kind of fun to break out and to work with another author. That's, that's great. An interesting process and we work really well together. So I'm really enjoying that. Wow. Uh, so that, that's very cool. If it had been, if we had had longer, I would have talked to you about working with another writer. Can't imagine what the hell that would be like. I've worked with people making music <laughs> and theater, but like writing, oh, I don't know. That'd be tough. But clearly, you know how to do it. Uh, well, listen, we've just about come to the end here, Carrie. Mm-hmm. So again, if people want to learn about you, just CarrieFlanagan.com is the best place. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. CarrieFlanagan.com. Two R's in Carrie, one N in Flanagan. I had to make mm-hmm. sure I got that one right. I just, I don't know. Flanagan felt like oh, a two N yeah. to me. One N in, in Flanagan. Yes. yes. Oh, no. I wanted two in the middle. It just seemed more Irish somehow. But nope, it's not. <laughs> so, no. okay. All right. But, Carrie, I'm not done with you yet. I got a question. I want you to finish this sentence. If writing okay. has taught you anything, it's taught you what? Persistence. Cannot oh, give up. Yeah. You got to keep going. Yeah. That's a good one, boy. You're not alone there. You're not alone. All right, Carrie, listen, it's been great having you on the show. You and I perhaps will cross paths again at one of these Writers' Digest conferences, but I'll definitely see you on the Author Exchange. Yes, you will. All right. right. Take it easy, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, persistence, people. Persistence, persistence, persistence. You know why persistence is good? Because it gives you a chance to learn. Learning. Replace the concept of learning with success and failure. That's what you got to do. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to be back next week with an interesting uh, character, interesting woman, Lillian Stulich. That's all I'm going to say about her. Uh, Until then, be persistent. Stay with it. It only gets better.